You ready for our next story? Um, hopefully you're enjoying this. I have sure have been enjoying um, exploring the stories of different people. And um, today we're going to continue in that. It's been pretty special already, hasn't it? The Lord is doing something very special in our midst today, and um, I praise him for that. But let me, let me begin uh, today with a couple of verses that are um, the foundation for our theme for this morning, okay? The first comes out of Psalm 90, actually a Psalm of Moses, um, who wrote, Lord... Before the mountains were created, before the earth was formed, you are God without beginning or end. You speak, and man turns back to dust. A thousand years are but as yesterday to you. They're like a single hour. We glide along the tides of time as swiftly as a racing river and vanish as quickly as a dream. We're like grass that is green in the morning, but mowed down and withered before the evening shadows fall. Seventy years are given to us. <laughs> and some of us maybe even live to 80. So teach us to number our days and to recognize how few they are and help us to spend them as we should. I want to follow up with another psalm, Psalm 139, verse 16, where the psalmist writes, you saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. And I just tacked on 1 Corinthians 6, 19 that goes right along with it. You are not your own. You have been bought with a price, therefore, Honor God with your body. <clears throat> so today's theme is this, living like there's no tomorrow. That's the theme of today, and um, you could put a subtitle to it called The Tony and Tammy Magaldi Story, and um, would you help me welcome Tony and Tammy to the stage here today? <clears throat> welcome. You all right? Yeah, so far. Yeah? <laughs> and uh, we already have one of these under our belt, and um, it went pretty well. But um, Tammy, just so that you know, um, Tammy's a little nervous about doing this. This is what she does all the time. And um, she was telling me that she was having these recurring dreams that she was coming out here in some kind of cat in the hat outfit, um, <laughs> and uh, all messed up. You know, I... <laughs> She told me that she's been having those dreams, but then she told me last night she slept like a baby, but I dreamed all night long. From two o'clock on, I had this recurring dream that I couldn't find the stage. I was supposed to speak somewhere, and I couldn't find the stage. I didn't have the right things to wear, so I did all that for you. Thank you, and Pastor so, Phil. Um, yeah. So um, we're so glad that you're willing to share your story, and what I'm gonna do for you is just kind of fast forward to where we are today and jump into their story in the mid middle of their life here, okay? Um, and so you guys came to Christ um, 
around college time, right? You came to, you both came to Christ and you found the Lord and you found each other in college. And uh, yeah, that's yeah. awesome. And um, you found your better half, right, Tony? <laughs> and um, so then you um, have been serving the Lord or seeking to serve the Lord with your family. You've got four kids, Nick, Amanda, Anthony, and Lucas. Yes. And um, your youngest is 18? 19. 19. So they're basically empty, empty nesters. nesters. Yeah, no. And, um, but several years ago, and this is something I messed up in the first service. So you got a cancer diagnosis back in 14, in 2014. But then um, in 2017, you had learned that it had metastasized. And um, the doctors gave you a year to live. You may have been here at that time um, when that happened in 2017 because we had Tony and Tammy come up and talk about how do you deal with that? How do you walk through um, a diagnosis of a year to live with cancer in your body? Well, did you catch the fact that he was given a year to live four years ago? Did you catch that? Praise the Lord. And so, so whose report do we believe, the doctors or Papa's? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so I'm going to just release you guys to talk to us about that. And um, basically what, what I've asked them to share with you, because it's pretty profound, um, how has it changed your life living now four years with a diagnosis of one year to live. That's why we titled this the, the time today, um, Living Like You Don't Have Tomorrow. And so how has it changed you? How has it adjusted your focus on life? And um, just share with us, because some of us are going through, have gone through some things, are going through some things, and some of us don't know it yet, but we're getting ready to go into some things that are going to test our faith the way that this has tested yours. So Take off, Tony, and, uh, and talk to us. He's right. Oh, cameraman. <laughs> I, I stood up last time, and they, they couldn't see me. So um, I get a little bit. Stay, stay calm. Stay calm. Stay I get calm. a little bit. Anyway, when God has started walking in and through me, and I have so much to tell you, but I only have two hours and 37 minutes. So just, uh, <laughs> just kidding. So um, death, where is your sting? Right? So are you afraid of death? Well, I have to go back to the beginning of when I was diagnosed with cancer, and um, I was driving down 8090 right out here and got a call from my doctor, and he's like, hey, bro, you got cancer. And the front of my car went white. And I'm like, oh, that's not good news. So I hung up from him, and I started arguing with God. Have you ever argued with God? It's okay. Mm-hmm. Papa's okay with you arguing with him, going, I don't understand, Papa. What's going on here? I'm serving you. I'm leading a men's group. I love my wife. I love my kids. I'm going to church. I'm paying my time. I'm doing all the things you want me to do. Now this thing, cancer? And I heard his voice loud and clear. Do you trust me? At that point, I'm like, yes, but. He's like, no, there's no but in my sentence. Do you trust me? And that's a challenge that many of us have in our life. 
trusting him when our eyes can't see what he sees. So at that point, I'm like, okay, Papa, where are we going with this? And it wasn't at that point that I'm like, okay, 100%, I trust him. I wish that was true. It's not. I still question him from the days and the months that pass. And I'm like, Papa, I'm just, not, ow. Okay, so now this is hurting. Ow, I lose my hair. I, I would not want anyone to go through that. So I'm like, Papa, what's going on? But then I seen the history of where he took me from the first day that I had cancer to where I was. And I could see his intersection of him in my life through each of those days. I have a sign that's in my um, bathroom right next to the sink where I brush my teeth every morning to remind me, live life intentionally. As a businessman, I got, I got 100 things to do. I, I, man, when I wake up, I, first thing you do is look at your phone. Don't do that. First thing you do is look at your phone. You got a thousand things to do. But God wants your heart first thing in the morning to set your, your day straight. So while we have these things to do every day, every day, God wants to be there with you as you're doing your day. So my prayer is, Papa, I got 100 things to do. What do you want to do? And he's like, I want you on item 6 to talk with this person, and item 12 to talk with this person, and item 13 to talk with this person. But then there are days where I'm like, hey, Papa, what are we doing today? Papa, are you there, Papa? I don't don't hear you, Papa. He's like, search for me as for hidden treasures throughout your day. Search me, look for me. Because I tell you, and I can tell you this from experience, if I don't search for them, I never find them. But if I search for them, if I look for them as for hidden treasures, Papa, where are you today? I had a... um, uh, refrigerator repairman come the other day. And I prayed that morning. I'm like, Papa, what are we doing today? I didn't hear anything. And so here I am. He's fixing my refrigerator. And I'm like, what do you want me to do, Papa? You want me, you want me to lead him to Christ? You want me to do Ask him how his day's going. And as I asked him how his day was going, it came out that his wife has left the church. His daughter doesn't know whether she's male or female. And we got to speak to one another and encourage, because he's a churchgoer, and he's a brother in Christ. So we just started uh, quoting scripture back and forth. And I told him about his wife. I'm like, the fervent, effectual prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Don't forget that. We have God's ear. So as we go through life, God has a plan for each one of us, right? But It's up to us in the morning to start our day right because we can easily get caught up in the to-dos of our life, right? I mean, God teaches us in the parable of the sower and the seed, there are three things that will keep us from Papa. The deceitfulness of wealth, the concerns of this world, your to-dos, and the pleasures of the world, Netflix, YouTube, you know, whatever pleasures you have. Those three things will vie for your attention that will pull you away from Papa. And you won't spend time with him. Mine's the to-dos. As a business person, I, I, got, I got things to do. And it's important. It, it's not as important as what Papa wants in my life. So what's happened is, when I got cancer, he's like slapped me upside the head and said, hey, wake up. What happens if you have one year left? Are those to-dos important? 
Or is what I'm doing in and through your life more important? And so as I look at what he's doing in and through my life, it's changed my life. But not only has it changed mine, it's changed my wife's. So I was just thinking when Tony was talking that um, when he was first diagnosed, you, you won't be surprised because I'm sure this has happened to you as well. But it was the small things. I guess I'm wondering who was living intentionally that blessed me because there were the small things. Um, sometimes when you're going through something really significant in your life, you feel very alone and you feel like nobody, even maybe God's not paying attention to what's happening. But then there'll be that somebody who like just speaks your name. I mean, literally, uh, it was right around my birthday that Tony was diagnosed and I remember going into, um, back then, I liked Starbucks. I mean, not so much more now, but um, and I remember on your birthday, you get a free drink. And I remember the barista actually saying my name and saying, happy birthday, Tammy. And I left there and I was crying because, because I felt like, okay, I didn't know the barista, but she actually saw me and saw, she may not have known what I was going through, but she went ahead and did those small things um, living intentionally. And, and so from Tony, what Tony was saying as well, um, yeah, that whole thing about living intentionally doesn't mean, doesn't mean, okay, today I am going to read the Bible all the way through or I'm going to whatever. It, it can be like the small things, just listening to the Holy Spirit and what the Holy Spirit is asking you to do. And it may be just being present with somebody and maybe saying nothing, but just being there or acknowledging people and, and just really seeing people where they're at and in what they're doing. But I will say that... Um, that's not where I started, though. Uh, when Tony was first diagnosed, um, I really struggled. Like every day for three months, I just was crying. You're in through your head go a lot of things. Like, what would it look like if you know what? What if you know? What if? What if? What if tomorrow he's not here? What if? I mean, what? My at that point, our kids were pretty young. I think um, we had one in college too two in college, and then we had a seventh grader and a ninth grader. Um, and I'm like, like, what if they're not there? What if he's not there for his, their graduations? And as you know, like, it's been seven years now, so, like, he's gone through all, all graduations, one son's married, and, um, yeah, those what-ifs were just kind of a waste of my time because all they did was, like, bring fear into my life and anxiety. And um, I told Tony, and it's so hard because, uh, like your, my natural response was really to hold tightly, like to hold tightly to Tony, to hold tightly to what we had, to not really want to release him um, to do what God had called him to do because like I, I didn't know what I, how much time I had and so I wanted to hold tightly. And yet I will say that um, the most fulfilling years of my life have been after I let Tony go. And we have to do this with our kids and we have to do it with our friends and we have to do it with ourselves. But in this case, just that letting, that releasing Tony to God um, freed him up, I would say, because it was a lot, I was a lot more, um, you know, enthusiastic and supportive, but also it freed me up to say, okay, what does God have for me in this period? Um, what, where can I be intentional? What can I do with giving my day to God and just saying, okay, 
as Tony said, like today is yours, where are we going? Like it, it makes it a lot more exciting to be intentional with like no, no real, yeah, some, some things on your to-do list, but to be available um, to do whatever God has. It's really, um, I like, I have a, um, I, we like to travel. <laughs> and so one of the things I think about, like, like the best adventure, honestly, is every single day that I'm actually living with intention and open to whatever the Holy Spirit has planned because you all know in your own lives, like, you can't believe like the people God intersects you with. And some people call it coincidence, but like, you know, I mean, we know it's God, right? Because, because there's no way that that person is showing up at, at the exact same place that I am in that day. And, and it always is for a purpose. Amen. Tony, um, when we were talking about today, you shared your new tagline with me. Um, so can you kind of just launch that to the people and maybe we could accept the same tagline here. So the question is, do you believe the lie that you're going to live forever? Now here's the test. If I asked you, when are you going to die? What would your answer be? Is it going to be next week? Most of them, most of us are like, no. You know, next year? No. I mean, we heard the song 70, 80 years, or the scripture, 70 or 80 years. Most of us think that's when we're going to die. It's a lie, though. Why is it a lie? Because today alone, 150,000 people will wake up, but they won't put their head on their pillow tonight. So that's regardless of race, religion, age, gender. So do you believe the lie you're going to live forever? And so what I challenge people to do is don't do that. And the way that I challenge them, and I've asked hundreds, literally hundreds of people this. If you had six months to live, what are three things you would do? That's something good to ponder tonight as you put your head on your pillow if you make it tonight. What are three things you would do if you had six months to live? Now, what that forces you to do is believe the truth that your days are numbered. That we only have a certain amount. No one's going to live forever on this earth. As Phil said, we will live forever, forever, one place or another, but on this earth, we have a limited number of days. So if I tell you, you have a limited number of days, will that change your life? See, we know that, right? We know that we have, but for whatever reason, we live each day like we're gonna live forever. But we have, and, and James tells us that your life is just a, a mist, a vapor. It's here today and it's gone tomorrow. Now, if you got a call from the doctor tomorrow and the doctor told you, um, oh, hey, you've got cancer and you only have six months or a year to live, it would change you, mm -hmm. right? It would change your, your perspective. It would change your intentionality, I would imagine. But how many of us would it change us and we would go selfish at that point where, okay, I only have a year left. I'm going to live for me now. 
I want you to talk about the perspective that you guys have because let's go back to that, don't believe the lie. Because when we first hear you say, don't believe the lie, you're going to live forever. Some of us would be like, well, we are gonna live forever. Okay, right? Every one of us, our soul is going to live forever. We are in an eternal soul. We have an eternal soul living in a temporal body. Our body's gonna die, but we are going to live forever somewhere. The Bible says you're either gonna spend it in a place called a hell, which is a place of torment and judgment separated from God and his love, or because of Jesus' sacrifice and your receiving of that in salvation, you will have eternity in heaven with your God, with your Savior, and those that you love. That's the choice we have while we're in the body. That's why if you hear his voice, you don't, don't put him off because you don't know if you have tomorrow in your body. But when we have a perspective of our life here in this body, not knowing if we have tomorrow, um, you guys told me that there are two words. This has changed you in two ways. One word is intentionality. We've heard you talk about that, but it also went to generosity in the way that you view your very life, but the things that you have. Can you talk to us about that? I mean, do we believe that today is a gift or is it just humdrum? We just got another day. We're going to wake up. We're going to drink our coffee. We're going to go to church. We're going to go out to eat. We're going to go back, take a nap. We're going to wake up. Then we're going to go back to bed and we're going to start it all over again. Or can it be that God gave you a gift of today and that you look for places where you can intersect people's lives as you go out and take a walk and you run into someone and say, hey, how's your day? And all of a sudden, God intersects and they're crying and, and they're asking you for help. They're just crazy things how God can intersect your day. So not only do we live intentionally, but one of our goals is to live generously. Now, some of you know us. I mean, God's blessed us with a lot of money. And not, it's not our money, it's ours to manage. And God has given us the understanding that the money that he puts in our hands, it's not ours. I'm not going to take it with me when I die. But he's given it to me to manage. So how do we manage it if it's not ours? Well, Papa, what do you want us to do with this money today? Where does it go? And it's not only with our money that we're generous, it's with our time. I mean, we spend a lot of time, you know, volunteering and pouring into people. I try to go to a lot of lunches, a lot of breakfasts, talking with guys um, just about how their life's going. So each of us have an opportunity to pour into other people's lives if we make the time. So are you, are you intentional about how you're living and are you generous as God was generous with us? I mean, we might not all have the same possessions, but we have all the same time right now. God's given you a gift of love. He's planted that in your heart. Don't keep it to yourself. Share it with others. So how, how would you say that God has generously and lavishly affected your life? <laughs> we joke about Tony likes the microphone. <laughs> So, but it's not a bad thing because I don't really, um, but um, yeah, living generously, one of the things that you kind of touched on was, and that you all may know from various sermons or readings that you've done, that each of us have been given a gift. Um, that's biblical. And so, yeah, Tony was talking about giving gifts of time and talents. And like, I, again, would say that um, 
that is one easy way to be generous. Like the things that come naturally to you that you're passionate about, those are the things that are the easiest to give away. Um, and so like I love to, I'm a big encourager and I'm always encouraged as well. And so that comes really easy. But I think that sometimes also um, living generously, like Tony said, because God has been generous with us. I mean, Jesus has been generous with us also means uh, sacrifice. So for me, that may be sacrificing my time or like in this case, um, sacrificing what I find comfortable to do because because I believe that God will use our obedience and our sacrifice for his glory and um, to impact people in ways that maybe we didn't know. And one of the things that I really love is um, like when you look at the body of Christ as well, that you, when you look at all the different pieces and all the different ways that God has given us gifts to use for the body of Christ, I always wonder well, sometimes you can see them very clearly, but I always wonder like, if, if the church of Christ was actually living out the gifts that God gave us, like, what would that look like? Where, you know, we have, um, we have some friends who are Muslims, and I know I was challenged early on by the, the testimony of their community feeling. Like, um, they would gather, there were gatherers of people. And I thought, good night. That is very attractive. Like if you were somebody who was alone, maybe you would really want to be included. And I thought, what would the church of Christ look like if we all like used our gifts for his glory? It would be so attractive that people would want to be a part of it. They would want to know what is happening, the way those people act towards each other in our community. What does that actually look like? What is happening there? And so those are the types of things like when we talk about generosity, Definitely, um, it's our um, time, talents, treasure. Tony says time, talents, and treasure. It's um, what we give, like financially, but more importantly, like you will get the best of us if we give you our time and our talents. Um, those are the ways that God really tends to use us. Amen. Tony, you said uh, to me that I like I, I, this has changed you to be looking at the end game and work your way backwards. And you said um, it has allowed you to see people in a different way. And if your last breath is tomorrow, then how can I use my breath today to impact people for the kingdom? You wanna talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I mean, we're not guaranteed tomorrow. I mean, as you know. So, you know, how, how can we wake up every day and know that we're going to be used by God every morning. That how do we know what our plan is, right? God, show me your plan. What do you want me to do for today? Well, he gives us the Bible to read and to understand it. So as I come and intersect my life with the Bible, coincidentally, what I read in the morning normally intersects what I do that day. So if you don't know what your plan is that God has for your life, because let me tell you, each one of us, each one of us, there's no one excluded in here. Each one of us has a plan. God has a plan for your life. It might not be speaking up here, but I'm telling you, you will speak to people that I can't speak to. You will speak to people Phil can't speak to. We each are a part of the body of Christ that we intersect. God uses each one of us to intersect other people for the love of Christ. So it's our job to tell them the good news of Christ 
and what God can do in and through them if we will just listen. Now, I'm telling you, those three things that I talked to you about will pull you away and will distract you from what God has you to do. But if we wake up with intentionality, if we wake up with, Papa, what's on your agenda today? Where are we going today? And you keep listening for him throughout the day, you'll find him. But if you wake up and I got a hundred things to do today, I got to do this, 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 you won't find him. I mean, it's sort of that Do you easy. believe that? Yes. I mean, do you believe, or seriously believe that God has a plan for you? And it's not just a plan when you get to heaven, it's a plan today. Like, do you believe that God has something for you to do, a gift for you to give to somebody in this building before you leave today? See, one of the things that you said, um, I don't, can't remember if it was in the last service or just in our time talking, um, Tammy, you said that if you live intention, with intentionality and generosity, then you'll never re- live with regret. Mm-hmm. Talk to us about that. Yeah, so I, yeah, living, when I know that I have a plan and purpose, then I live, like we talked about, with intentionality. And I will say, like, at the end of the day, if, even if I haven't, like, accomplished what I set out to do, if I feel like, okay, Lord, like, whatever you asked me to do, I did, did it's very fulfilling. And I can just say from, um, you know, I I lost um, my mom early and my dad eight months later when I was 30. And like, it was interesting at um, their funeral. Um, My my oldest brother uh, had kind of disassociated himself from them and he lived with a lot of regret. And that, those days, because we had spent a lot of time um, with both my mom when she was sick and then my dad, uh, like I didn't live with any regret. And, And today I will say like, I, we live life fully. Like, I mean, we, we live life with um, joy and hope and peace and grace and love. And, and because of that, I know that um, whatever happens, whatever happens in our family, whatever happens with our friends, our kids, like, I tell people often, I mean, I make time for people and tell people often how much I love them because because it's true and because we shouldn't wait till somebody's not here to actually tell them that. So, yeah, I, I re- truly believe I will not, um, I, I don't live with regret. I won't live with regret. You do know, right? I mean, we, all of our regret that we have in our life, all the things we were like, man, I wish that didn't happen. The regret we live with is when we're living selfishly. When we live for ourselves is when regret comes. You will never have regret if you love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength and love your neighbor as yourself and shine your light for all men to see and give your life to the Lord. You'll never have regret. You'll be able to lay your head down. You didn't do it perfectly, right? We don't do it perfectly, but you'll be able to lay your head down every night and go to rest and say, I did the best I could for the Lord today. I did the best I could to serve other people today because that's what we've been called to do. If you remember that challenge that I had for you, what are three things you would do if you had six months to live? Here's how you live with no regrets. That that list becomes blank. So if you lay down tonight and you're like, what are three things that I could do if I had six months to live? And there's nothing that comes to your mind, you're living intentionally. So my challenge to you and God's challenge to you 
is to live intentionally every day. Take it as a gift. It's been given to you. Jesus paid the price for you so that you could have that gift. Why not take it? Hmm. Can I share with you a little tension between me and Tony? You guys okay with that? <laughs> um, when, um, when Tony got his diagnosis in 2017, we were in life group together. And um, I believe one of my spiritual gifts is the gift of faith. And um, I truly believe that if you're sick and you want to be healed, you can ask the Lord and the Lord can heal you. Um, I've experienced that. I've been with other people. I've prayed over people, and the Lord has miraculously healed them from the thing that they were sick from for many. In fact, I talked to a brother just uh, two weeks ago who, um, in, as he was new to the church, we did a, a, a day, we, we asked people, if you want to have the elders pray over you for something, come forward. He was on a, He was carrying a staff, and he was coming forward, and he wanted some healing, and he was standing in the back, and he was just standing there, and I go, where's your staff? And he goes, it's gone, man. He goes, God's healed me. Glory. And God does that kind of stuff. Amen. And so Amen. I, yeah, he's, it's not just an old thing of the past. It's not just, oh, Jesus used to heal people. He's healing people today. Amen. And so whenever this, I got news of this in our life group, I said to Tony, I said, I want to pray for you. I want your permission to pray for complete healing. I don't want to pray just for partial healing. I want to pray that God will just take this. God could take your cancer. He can. He doesn't always choose to, but he can. Nothing for him. And so I wanted to pray for complete, that God would touch your body, and when next time you went to the doctor, the doctor would say, I don't know what happened. It's a miracle. You have no cancer in your body. And I wanted to pray for that for you. And Tony said, uh, no, I don't want you to pray for that for me. And I'm like, who wouldn't want me to pray for that? So I want you to hear, because it was a challenge to my, my view on my world when he gave me his perspective on that. So do we believe that God has a plan for our life? And remember, I told you back in 2017, God, you know, you got cancer. Do you trust me? Yeah, but do, no. So it came to a point that when I was in life group with Phil, I came to the understanding that, yes, I trust you, Papa, that you're bringing me on this road for a purpose. And so when Phil said he was going to pray for me for my complete healing, I'm like, oh, oh, no, 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 you're going to mess up God's plan. He, he has a plan for me. And his plan is to give me cancer for some reason, for some wild reason. Now, I would never, let me think about this now. Would I ever pray that you would have cancer? And here's the challenge. If I knew, if my, if my end goal was on Papa, my end goal was on eternity, and I knew that you wouldn't walk with Papa unless you had it, then I would. But the pain and the suffering, that, I mean, I, go, I got pain right now here. I got pain that comes from the cancers between L4 and L5, and it's spreading throughout, but still, when people say, where are you? I'm like, I'm right in the hand of Papa. I'm in his hand. So the cancer has changed my life to realize that I was believing the lie that I was going to live forever. 
And he's made it so I live on purpose. So when Phil says, hey, you know, I'm going to you know, pray for your healing, I'm like, wait a minute, because I, I, I'll be honest with you. I'll be transparent with you. If he takes away the cancer and I am cancer-free, will I go back to my old ways of putting God at the 101 task to do today rather than today I try, I try, I try to put him first? I don't always do it, guys. I wish I, I wish I said, oh, I'm a super Christian, and every morning I wake up and I study the word, and God talks to me. That doesn't happen. I don't know anyone that works out. We're all broke. I mean, we're all broken. We mess up. We, things just happen in life. And I think Papa understands that. But he wants me to wake up. He gives a new every morning. Hey, Tony, what are we going to do today? And I'm like, Papa, hold on a minute. I got to go to the bathroom. Okay, so so after that, okay, where are we going, Papa? You know, what are we doing? And he meets me every morning. If, if I spend the time with him. He's always waiting. But will I spend the time with him? Will I make the time with him? Well, as long as I have cancer... I know that I might not have next year. So I make it intentional. So I'm not, I would never pray cancer, but I would pray that you guys would gather, you would understand, you would gain the wisdom that your days are numbered, that you need to live intentionally, that we're not guaranteed tomorrow, that we're, we're given a gift today. What are you going to do with that gift? If you, if you die tomorrow and God says, what do you do with the gift of September 12th, 2021, what would your response to him be? And I'd be like, well, went on stage, did what you, I mean, I don't know, is this the gift that you wanted? Hopefully, this encourages you. God's given it to me, so we're just doing what God calls us to do, as messed up as we are. Do you see how powerful that perspective is? Now, that's supernatural. That doesn't come to us naturally. Every single person in their natural man, if somebody comes and says, I want to pray for complete healing, will selfishly say, please, I want to be healed. Yes. Is there anything wrong with wanting to be healed so that you can continue to serve the Lord? Absolutely not. But do you see that the perspective has got to be, our life is not our own. We were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body, which is Christ. Glorify God. He owns you. He owns what you have. He owns what you are, and he owns your story. And every single one of us has a story to tell. And we're all screwed up. Is it okay to say that? Everybody nod your head. I know you are. You know I am. We're all broken. We all are messed up. And we all have a unique story in Jesus Christ, but our story is in Jesus Christ. And so if we clamor all day long for how can I serve me and how can I make my life better and how can I be safe and how can I not be afraid, can I go here? Yeah. Yep. I won't stand up. All right. <laughs> uh, maybe I should. Are you afraid of dying? Satan wants you to be afraid of dying. 
He's a master at, at screwing everything God wants to do up in the world and turning it around and twisting it. And he wants every one of us to be afraid of a cancer diagnosis. He wants every one of us, and I am not, hear me, I am not minimizing the risk, the, the danger, the sickness that we have called this pandemic. But for heaven's sake, my friends, the people of Jesus Christ, the blood-bought family of God, should not lock themselves away in isolation because we're afraid to die. We're all going to die. I'm not gonna go kiss a COVID patient on the mouth today. You know, you're smart, you be smart, you do what you need to do. Every single one of us is a unique situation in this world, and we need to be smart in all that we do. He's given us wisdom for that, but there are too many Christians that are locking themselves away and saying, I'm afraid to catch something and die. For me to live is Christ and to die is gain. What are you worried about? Satan wins when God's people shut themselves and lock themselves away. We're not supposed to live in fear of that because you don't know if you have tomorrow anyway. I hope you don't take that. I hope that I, that didn't come off as being insensitive to anything, but it's the reality that we're talking here today. Well, and because of that, like you started out, um, the verse that says our days are numbered, yeah. that the Lord knows. And so from that standpoint, that was actually something that gave me comfort because I'm like, okay, like I'm concerned about Tony, but he, like the Lord knows. He is not going anywhere until it's the Lord's timing. And so from that standpoint, that actually took a lot of fear away from me. I mean, I still don't know tomorrow for sure. None of us do. But, but if, if we believe that God has a plan and purpose and we're not going until like we fulfilled that plan and purpose, then we can live for today. What's interesting is it's a, it's a different perspective, right? So how do you get a different perspective? Now, some people laughed at me at the first service for doing this. But there's a perspective that Jesus gives you. So now, when I look through the lens of Jesus, what is he seeing in and through me today? Do I take time to put these on in the morning? Because this is what God sees in my life every day. This is him working in and through me. But I can tell you, there are some days these are like, oh, they're all over there. I'm not going to put them on. I don't have time for that. I got to do this, that, the other. But our goal as Christians is to put these on every day because this is what's important. What's important in Papa's heart should be important in your heart. But the challenge is we get so mixed up with or so distracted with the wealth of this world, the distraction to do the list of the world, and the pleasures of this world it causes these things to be just put in the back burner. So I challenge you, grab a pair of sunglasses. They don't have to be like this, but grab a pair of sunglasses and put them in a place where you frequent often during the day to realize that Papa wants you to look through these and not to speed through life. Life's gonna happen whether you do it or not. I mean, the sun is gonna rise 
The sun's going to go down whether you put these on or not. But he looks for you to put these on because that's what's near and dear to his heart. And not only that, then you get to change the lives of others because we have the good news. Right? I mean, that's what our, our, our beacon is. When we live victoriously, other people see it, and it's inviting. They want to do the same. You do know you look ridiculous in those glasses. <laughs> I do. But I'm okay doing it for Jesus. <laughs> Here's the deal, okay? The world thinks you look ridiculous in those glasses. If you talk to the world about this, what we're talking about, it looks ridiculous to them. Because it's anti, the way, it, it's, it's counterintuitive to the human experience. But we know the truth. We have the truth that sets us free to live out from underneath the bondage of what the cares of this world bring upon us. And that's what you're seeing here in this couple. You're seeing them released from fear. You're seeing them released from anxiety, even though you still struggle, right? You still struggle with it, but, you, but it's not controlling you because you have given it to the Lord, and so you live in freedom with a purpose to seek it out, to seek out what is the purpose that God has today for me, all because you received a diagnosis, and your one diagnosis in your life affected your entire family and now has affected your entire ministry and has affected your entire lives and is now affecting the lives of everybody in your world because God has given you a Holy Spirit perspective on the plan he has for your life. Thank you for sharing that with us because I know this is sensitive to you. It's real to you and we are sitting on the outside. We're not living it out with you. But if they didn't have the perspective on this, the same perspective we all have to have on our lives, they would not realize the platform that God has given to them to speak into people. You said earlier in the first service, you have a cancer card, okay, because you have cancer. And so now you can whip that cancer card out anytime you want and speak into the hearts of other people who have cancer. And listen, my friends, every one of us has some kind of whatever that card is that you're going to pull out because you're in that club they're in the cancer club. And what club are you in? And how is God gonna use you in the perspective, the Holy Spirit perspective he's given to Tony and Tammy in your world so that you can use it for his glory? Yes. And that's a great transition to you taking us home, Tammy. Okay. But they need to that. With the <laughs> Philippians, <laughs> Philippians 1 passage. Yeah, so one of the things I was struck with this week in my um, quiet time with the Lord, I was reading Philippians 1, um, 9 through 11. And it talked about how, it talked about how um, God's love in us flows through us for his glory. And it says, so this is my, so this is Paul talking to the Philippian church, but also to us. So this is my prayer that your love will flourish and that you will not only love much, but love well, love much and love well. Learn to love appropriately. You need to use your head and test your feelings so that your love is sincere and intelligent, not sentimental gush, because we all know that's not like true love. I mean, sentimental is great, but true love is pure and life-changing. 
Live a lover's life, circumspect and exemplary, a life Jesus will be proud of, bountiful in fruits from the soul, making Jesus Christ attractive to all, getting everyone involved in the glory and praise of God. Amen. 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 Thank you. Um, I'm continuing to pray for your healing. I'll accept it. <laughs> and, um, and for this purpose. Uh, actually, I've shifted in my praying. I, I just pray that God continue to use you to give you many, many, many years to do that. And I would say, amen. Yeah. But you're living an example before us, and I want to thank you for testifying to that. Um, they didn't come seek me and say, we have a story we think everybody needs to hear. <laughs> I kind of had to pull on them a little bit, especially Tammy, and say, um, we want you to tell your story because we can learn from this. And so I want to thank you um, for that. So let's thank them for their time. I want to close our time um, with this. Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, he said, Our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen, since what is seen is temporal. But what is unseen is eternal. Tammy said, wouldn't it be amazing if the whole church, the church of Christ, all lived this way? What would the world look like? What would our worlds look like if every one of us lived with the perspective that we don't have tomorrow? that we lived for today, in the moment today, for the Lord and for others, and just gave every day of ourselves to do the will of the Lord and to seek to meet the needs of those around us. What would the world look like? A major movement would take place. Actually, which is what Jesus wanted to have happen. This is how the whole world will know that you're my followers is because of your great love that you have for each other. And then as you live your life out on purpose and out loud in the community and shine your light, the people who are of the darkness will be exposed to light and they will see your good works and they will glorify your Father who is in heaven, which is what Paul said in Philippians. You know, live your life for the glory of the Lord and we will draw all men, just like Jesus who is lifted high and lifted up. As we lift him up in our lives, it will draw all men unto him which is why we're here, right? So let's stand together and um, our, our team's gonna sing over us that song called Healing in Your Hands. And um, we thought we would end this way. Tammy and Tony are gonna stay down the front here and while we sing, our, our elders and their wives are gonna come forward um, down here in the front. And we thought, you know, maybe somebody's here today that wants to be 
wants some healing from the Lord or needs some healing from the Lord. Maybe your sickness is hindering you from being able to serve the Lord and and you want to be healed from that. The scripture says that if you want that kind of healing, you can come and you can ask the elders to pray over you. And healing can come. Maybe you've been healed in this way. And you want to come forward and praise to what the Lord has done in your life and maybe you want to be down here to pray for some people who have received the healing from the Lord that'd be awesome but maybe you just need some healing emotionally and maybe you need some help getting through whatever it is that you're getting through maybe you need the Lord Jesus Christ you need the ultimate healing of your soul we are here for that we want to help you with that so as we sing Um, Those who are going to help with our prayer team and our elders and their wives are going to come down. You guys come on down and you can come on down and let's just start praying for healing in whatever way that you want to receive that from the Lord. And um, when we're done singing, you can be dismissed as we do the work that the Lord wants us to do down here. But I just want to send you out with hope that the Lord has a plan. There's a purpose in our pain and there's a purpose in every aspect joys and sorrows of our lives and the Lord wants to use us powerfully today. Today. Everybody over here, you hear that? You got that? This means yes. Today, right? Are you hearing me? Today. Balcony? Today. This is yes, nod if you're hearing me. Are you hearing me? Today. Today. Online, everyone nodding at home? Because we don't know if we have tomorrow. There's no guarantee of tomorrow. You have this moment right now. Let's use it for the glory of the Lord. Let's sing this song as we go. In all things we
continue to do work down here. And those of you who want to come, just come on. And uh, we'll pray over whatever needs you have. God bless you as you go. Share the love of Jesus on your way out. And um, we're going to continue to do work down here if you'd like to be part of this. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you for joining us for our worship service online today. Our hope is that the worship and teaching has stirred your affections for Jesus Christ and has inspired you to love God, love others, and influence our world with the gospel of Jesus Christ. If you made a spiritual decision today, or if you just want prayer with somebody, would you click on our connection card link and there you can find the help that you need. Also, we encourage you if you haven't already, download our church app from the app store today so that you can connect with us in that way and the many different tools that it offers. As always, our website offers a host of opportunities and resources for you, and you can find that at fbcalcar.org. Hey, thank you again for joining us today. We'll see you right back here next week. See ya.